One, two, three. Boom. Good evening, everybody. We're back for an amazing night for the Off-A-Lip Radio Show, number 667. Neil, is that right? 677. Sorry, I was 10 off. 677, and um, it's been a, such a great ride. The last few weeks, Neil, yeah. have been amazing. If you haven't watched our last few shows, back it up a little bit. See what... I mean, JT was on last week. Back it up a little bit. But tonight, Ward Coffee. Oh, before we get to Ward, excuse me, Ward. We'll get to you because you are a living legend. Um, if you tune into the new Santa Cruz Waves, yep. fresh off the press fresh. today, yep. brand new. You, you and I both. Off the lip radio show. The of you and I, my, on my birthday, we were hammered. I love it. And then there's one of you in handcuffs for the CHP. How come the pictures that they published, we were drunk? in these uh, pictures because we don't often get drunk but oh. they actually have the two nights that we got wasted yeah. um so shout out to the highway patrol for uh, uh being here when we got drunk yeah. which or me that was fun. yeah that was fun um this is in the new issue of off the uh, santa cruz waves off lip special uh t fox thanks as always for having us um be able to be on your facebook page those tuning in let us know where you're tuning in from it's a special show we'd love to hear where you are. Special show because the one and only Mr. Ward, Ward is in the house. You know, and uh, I've always, I, I just want to say Ward, the <laughs> king of four mile. <laughs> I, that's, I, I, I labeled him that in like 1982. Hang on, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your, you gotta, you gotta get Ward a mic. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, well, first off, welcome back. and. Is this your first time? No, 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 no. I came on with Ben in yeah. 2017. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, 2017. Yeah, so welcome back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 we've had you on the show. Yeah. Um, but I, I will give you the moniker of the uh, king of four mile. <laughs> and here's why. You had a, a, a I'm going to say, a prolific professional surfer career. <laughs> sure. Turned into Short. a shaping career. Yes. But for, I'm going to say right now, for a while, you were on the bubble here in Santa Cruz. Uh, I just have to say it. Yeah, and I know that you're a humble dude, and you may not admit it, but you were in the videos, you were in the magazines, you were traveling to the contests, you were making Santa Cruzans proud, and so that's uh, a title that I'm going to give you, the <laughs> King of Four Wild. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you did like surfing Four Wild. I, I still do this day. Actually, I surf there more than anywhere else, and I still am in love with that place. So I get um, it. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Well, it was fun for me um, to watch you surf that wave when I was young because uh, you you had the knowledge and the ability to make it look easy, you know? And yeah. you, had, you had that great wounded goal style. <laughs> everybody everybody <laughs> was flapping their wings yeah, back then. Yeah, no, you, you, you had a great wounded Every, goal style. Yeah. And, and, and let's, let's talk, we'll get to what's happening today. Yeah. But let's go back to that. Like who, yeah. okay, let's go back to the beginning. Who got you into surfing? Um, well, yeah, so uh, Bill Anderson, guy that was a, a senior in high school when I was a freshman. Uh, There's a few guys that were surfing back then. Um, they were friends with uh, Matt and Sam George that lived in Alameda at the time. But uh, Bill Anderson took me to Ocean Beach to surf in 1973. And uh, it was pretty darn fun. And I, it was funny because he goes, hey, you know how to skateboard, right? And I was like, yeah, I skateboard. And he goes, you're a good swimmer and diver, right? And I, You'll do perfect at surfing. Let's go and I, let, let's do at it Ocean Beach. at Ocean Beach. It's like the most difficult spot to learn. Well, to it was pretty classy because it was foggy, 
and we went to Kelly's Cove, and people don't know back then, Kelly's Cove at high tide, the water used to splash up against the seawall, and the backwash used to go out. So he was like, yeah, you can just go down and, and root around there. We're going to go paddle out the back. And so actually my first couple waves were backwash out going towards the ocean, hopping to my feet, and then getting tumbled over, and then riding another wave in and doing that a couple times um, before I actually got flushed out the back. And I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? You know, so, and it was foggy, so you couldn't see the beach once you were out there. And so, so and where was Santa Cruz? How long did Santa Cruz come into the fold? Um, I moved down here in 78. And never looked back? Oh, no, because, uh, yeah, it was pretty classic. I mean, I'd come down here a few times to surf, and uh, after surfing Ocean Beach for five years, uh, I saw guys jumping off the point at the lane, riding waves, walking back up, dry hair, and I was like, dude, I can do that, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. JT, well, JT last week said <laughs> surfing came to him easy. Yeah. Did it come easy to Ward Coffee? Well, yeah, it was funny because I did a lot of swimming, I did a, a lot of skateboarding, and I did gymnastics. Oh. So I had that whole balance deal. Um, Hopping to my feet, riding a wave, and then paddling, getting in and out, that was pretty straightforward. Um, getting up to start doing turns, of course, you're just flailing away for a while. But there was a group of guys, uh, Joe Fields and Bill Edmonston, that we surfed tons during high school. And, um, yeah, it was. Well, you, when you moved down, did you, did you have a plan when you moved down here? Like, you, you were going to do this, you were going to do that, you going to do the other? Yeah, here's the deal, man. So I graduated from high school. Uh, I had a, a job working on a boat over in uh, Honolulu in the Alawai Canal, staying on a boat, uh, working, for, working for this guy taking care of his boat. So I spent half the summer doing that. Um, and then I met some, some of the families over there and uh, ended up staying with the Mokuau family and up on the west side. Uh, so when I came back, uh, so I told my folks, hey, I'm going to go down to Santa Cruz and go for a surf session. How were you then? Uh, 17. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, just about 18, actually. Yeah. Um, so I uh, came down here and uh, met some friends that lived on California Street uh, and went surfing, surfed for a while. And um, came home that night. This is Saturday night. Did you, meet, did you meet JT and VC at the lane at the time? I'll tell you that later. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that later. But he's, uh, done, this, he's done this before. It didn't yeah, so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so Saturday night, like we're at, we're at the house after a surf, and one of the roommates comes in and says, "Hey, man, you know, how are the waves today?" And I said, oh, "Cool. Where, where you been?" I was over at. Uh, I went to go uh, turn an application and interview uh, at Lucky's. Lucky's is hiring at the new Forty First. Avenue Mall. My wife got a job there too. And uh, so they're like, oh, cool. How'd it go? Whatever, you know. So next day I wake up and south winds, not that good. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to go drive over to 41st Avenue and see about if they're still hiring, right? So I get out of my car. I'm walking towards the door. This other dude's walking towards the door. And I reach out to grab the door. And he goes, that door's locked, son. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, what do, you, what do you want? And I said, well, I heard you guys are hiring, man. And he goes, anybody that's willing to open the door for me can work for me. I'm Dave Ruiz. I'm going to be the manager of this new store. Perfect. Come on in, fill out an application. Hey, so hey. I came in, filled out an application. And he's like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, well, I wasn't going to tell him I was going to go surfing. <laughs> um, but I said, I don't know. I'm just cruising. He goes, can you start work right now? And I said, yeah, what do you got? And he goes, can you put all the bags in the check stands? So 
put the bags in. He had me do some a little other odd jobs, doty doty do. And he goes, great, come back tomorrow and I'll get you get you sorted out. So, I left. Uh, you're a lucky's veteran. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I left, came back to the house on California Street, and guys like, dude, where you been? I was like, I got hired at Lucky's, <laughs> and they're like, what? You know, I said, I just got a job, man. No sooner than like. 10, 15 minutes, one of the other roommates comes in the house, goes, hey, man, me and these guys are going down to Baja for a month. <laughs> I and quit. They, and, <laughs> and, uh, and no, and they're like, well, John was like, well, who's going to pay the rent? And he goes, I don't know. Just get somebody to rent the room. And I just raised my hand, and I said, dude, I'm in. I'll pay you, I'll pay you a month rent right now, you know? Yeah, like you're, a flush of, you're a flush of money. It's like 75 bucks, right? Yeah. And uh, so they're like, sure, you can rent the room for a month. And so I just called my parents up. I said, hey, I'm going to stay stay down here. And they're like that. Anyway, that month turned into four years living yeah. on California Street. Yeah, perfect. So. Hey, can I, <laughs> you, do you have a TC story? No. <laughs> do you have to have, I mean, you guys talked about, before the show started, you guys were talking about various in- incidents but do you have a TC? Do you have a TC story? If you don't, you well, don't. Well, my TC story would be FCS fins, bro. Oh, true that. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, all right. And you were the one who you took to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you brought this thing in, like this Australian drill a hole in the board, put these two <laughs> plugs in, and, and put these fins that just stick in there, and you're good <laughs> that, to go. You don't ever it? have to glass in a fin. And yeah. and, and everybody's going, Nope, no, no way, man. That <laughs> thing sucks. And I was like, Good idea, you man. You know what? I will. And to, to anyone watching. I mean, you're right. That's a yeah. great. That's a great thing, and yeah. I'm glad to be yeah, able to yeah, say yeah, this because yeah. I was the first one that had to go to all these guys and and sell FCS fins. Yeah. Wasn't and I'll tell you something. I went to Al Merrick, mm-hmm. who's married to it. Yep. He told me, "Get the fuck out of my store." <laughs> he literally did. He goes, "My sander won't like it. My fin guy won't like it. I'll never do it." Right, he yeah. literally kicked me out. Yeah. So I went to everybody, but. Ward was the first guy to sign up. Really? Early, early, early adopter in that particular technology. Well, yeah. and the thing is, and now today, <laughs> that, that is. That, what that year is. was that? Was that? Was that? Is that? Do you remember? Like, know, 91. Eight. Yeah, yeah, maybe 1990, 91. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you, you did, you did, and yeah. then, and that's amazing. And, and I got Hout, I got Hout fired up on it too, because Hout was poo poo on that. He was not <laughs> into it. True. So. He was one. Of, and then yeah. what's funny is, Bob. Yeah. Pearson. Bob wasn't that into it. Yeah. And then one day he calls me and he said. Uh, TC, I have three people who won't buy my board unless I put FCS in it. Yeah, and that's how I got Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it slowly started moving from yeah. there. Yeah, that's but that's a great story. That's the one story that pops in my mind. And that that which I love about that is, mm-hmm. is that uh, you were not afraid of changes in technology. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's. I mean, we could talk about you know uh, the, the the changes in construction of surfboards, whether it was going to epoxy or whatever. Yeah. You didn't really ever blink an eye at that either? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you figure the Australians are kind of ahead of the curve on some stuff, and then you just think about, well, if you're traveling, you're going to put your boards in a board bag, and you're not going to break fins out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. So that's you cool. you get extra boards in a bag. So. I forgot about that. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one to bring up. Yeah. yeah. I read the, I read that Lookout article that they wrote, wrote about you. Your, your, yeah. da- your, your dad was a very prominent uh, in regards to that he was an engineer, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. And uh, he uh, tried to get you to... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Trying to get you to love the CDC, CDC machine, right? CAD-driven the ca- design. The CAD-driven machine, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because he was an engineer, and and uh, can you can you follow us up on that story? Yeah. So my dad was a, a, a printed circuit designer. Um, he was in the electronic industry from 
late 50s all the way up to like 93 or whatever. And uh, so he worked on printed circuit designs, which is the precursor to what a chip in a computer would be. Um, and he worked all over Silicon Valley working for a bunch of different companies uh, doing that. And he always worked on these smaller projects of these printed circuit designs. And so I think it was like in 81 or 82, I had shaped my second board. And I was like, Dad, check this board out. This board's magic. And uh, he's like, yeah, well, you know, one rail's this way. And it's like, well, why does it make magic? And I said, it does whatever I want to do. And he's like, well, what happens if you break that board? And I was like, no, you just go shape another one, man. And he's all like, well, how can you get it to be magic again? How can you actually copy that board? And I said, you just get in there and you just do it, you know? And he goes, let me, sh let me show you something. I'm doing some beta testing for this upstart company up in Sebastopol. And what we're working on is a program that works off a of Bezier curve. Bezier curve is a numerical equation that you can loft a curve into infinity and you can manipulate that curve with two points. And so the idea is we can do three-dimensional drawings. That's how we can do the printed circuit stuff. He goes, we can design a board. My buddies over at Ames Surplus Store, they've, they've got machines that they used on the NASA project that are robotic machines. Right. We can make these things talk and we can make a shape <coughs> machine if we copy that board like 82 I think the only 81 82 the only guy that Barlone in France was the only other guy I know that Nobody had that. Was doing that and I was like the classic you know <laughs> 20 year old kid oh dad <laughs> <laughs> there's no soul in that bro right, Actually, right. we never said bro back then it was, <laughs> it was man there's no soul in that man and my dad's like gosh it'd be a really fun project you know mm. but at the time you know I mean now looking back and you go idiot you could have been ahead of the curve and doing it but at the time I was just starting to work for Bob at Arrow. I was learning how to shape. I was learning how to be a production guy. And nobody would have bought it. Bob wouldn't have, Bob wouldn't have bought it. Bought oh, that. nobody would have done nobody it. Would yeah. have nobody would have bought that. Would have done yeah. It. Yeah. No, back then it was taboo. Now, yeah. obviously, it's the, it's the norm. But yeah, yeah. but I, I was learning how to be a production shaper. So, I mean, working for Bob was crazy because it was like, okay, dude, if you want to learn how to shape, this is how these are the rules. This is how you're going to do it. You've got to skim 100 blanks before I'm going to let you cut rocker into a board. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've got that. You can start cutting rocker in the board. Okay, you can put V in it. Now you can start templating boards. You're just cutting them out. And I had to go to a proficiency level of each one before I could was even allowed to go to the next step. So, did you ever give your dad credit for inventing the shaping machine? He never invented it. We I never put it together. I you know? I mean, but theoretically, yeah, he had the idea, yeah. you know. But and the classic thing of the whole thing is that upstart company from Sebastopol is called AutoCAD. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're out so there. He bought an island in Fiji. Yeah, now. yeah. So AutoCAD was the he was doing the beta testing for that company. So wow. But so you began you began your career loading from Bob and, and Doug. Oh, was Bob, it Bob for ten years. Bob first. Yeah, yeah for ten years. Yeah. 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 You guys kind of broke up for a while though, huh? Was it? Was that? I mean, you decide. I mean, you trained under him, then you I decided I'm I'm a, I'm gonna fly out of the nest. Well, you gotta you gotta put things in historical perspective. So when I started working for Bob, I was 19. You were also sponsored by Bob. That's that that's how it all, all started. Yeah. So, I mean, I met Bob at Four Mile riding a board I shaped, and he's <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Let me check out your board. This story's so <laughs> awesome. And, and, and I'm like, and he's like, what do you got? And I said, this board I shaped, man. It's like, check it out. It's a 6.5. It's a little diamond tail, single fin. I put micro grooves in the hot coat at the end. It's really cool. He's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, classic Bob. Well, I can make you a better one, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, one thing led to another, and he's like, come by my shop. I'll, I'll show you. 
I'll show you, I can make you a board. So he, you know, connived me into getting a board. And uh, so I got to watch him shape the board. And, and after that board, we kind of hit it off and he shaped me another board. And in the shaping room, he'd walk out of the room and I would be there just grab the screen, grab the tools, and I'd put them back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he kind of was hip that I, w I was cool with tools and I wanted to do stuff, you know. So he's like, you want to learn how to shape, huh? I said, I do want to learn how to shape. So he started teaching me shape. And at the time, Arrow was kind of like the not cool brand. I mean, Arrow, it was either you're on a JT or a Hout or you were out, dude, right, you know? Right. And so, but he had this ton of energy and he had this funky little factory at the funky little shop on Mission Street that he just opened up, him and his brother. So it was kind of cool, but there was good energy and not mm -hmm. so good. Things, things started happening, man. I thought right. the energy, looking, looking back now, <coughs> Hotline was blossoming then. Bob was, a, uh, you know, the retailer for the West Side for yep. Hotline. Yeah. You, I mean, look back with like Kevin Reed was involved. Bud Miller was involved. You oh, dude, you don't know. No, 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 no. You got to go farther back, <laughs> man. <laughs> so when I was working for Bob and we were, I was riding his boards. It was like Pearson Gagger, get out of town. <laughs> Bud, Bud Miller and Beaver and those guys used to pull the spark plugs out of my car, you know, oh, and, and I would where get the good stuff. Comes this out. is, you know, Are you people listening. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, took, I took heaps. <laughs> I took heaps for a couple of years. Guys would come in the surf shop and give me crap in the water, give me crap. But Bob had the energy. I had the energy. Vince Barolo worked there. Mm, uh, we yeah. all had this Wilson quick work that we had some good energy going and we started making change. Things started happening. And before you know it, all these naysayers are like, Hey man, could I get a board? You know, <laughs> and next thing you know, we're making boards, and we get Machado and a bunch of these other guys yes. on boards. Mark right. Machado opened Mark the Machado. east. He opened the east side Absolutely. up, bro. Yeah. And uh, and then when we got Bud on the on boards, and, and it just things changed, man. Even Rim Partridge, Rim, Rim Partridge used to come in the shop with his new hout and go, check out this new hout, man. You wish you could make boards like this, you know? He did? And, yo, yeah, now he's like the Cookie biggest, rim. he's the biggest disciple ever. So yeah. many of these guys are big disciples. And it was like, it was such cool energy. It was like we were a rock and roll band, you know, like, and then we started going down to the Caton contest, mm -hmm. the Stubbies contest, you know, we'd all pie on the van. And that's when he got Reed involved because right. Kevin was like dragging knuckles and he, he was just... We, we got him re-engaged. Bob definitely got him re-engaged. And what video? There were some videos that came out during that time. Uh, Barrels of Fun is the seminal. Barrels, yeah, that was the seminal one. Right. Um, and then before that, they were actually, we were working on, um, well, Off the Wall 2 was the big one. And then, but Barrels of Fun was what we were working on. But the classic thing was in Barrels of Fun, I was riding a quad fin at the time. And that's when we saw Curran surfing. Uh, on a thruster at the Stubbies contest. And it was like everything, the whole earth changed. Yeah. And Bob kept trying to get Curran's board. Like, can I measure it? Can I look at it? And he's like, no, nah, Al doesn't want anybody checking this thing out. And Bob was just looking at it, looking at it, <laughs> and trying to just get these measurements as much as he could. And then that, when we all lost out of that, he drove straight home. Bob uh, did? Bob did. Yeah. I was in the car with him and a couple other guys. Um, and, um, he shaped up a 5.9 as close as he can possibly remember to what Curran's thruster was. And uh, glassed it up two or three days, we took it out. It was too small for Bob. And uh, I wrote it and I said, this thing fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> this thing's not even close. I was, into my, I was into my quads. I was totally into my quads. 
and uh, I had some really good quads at the time. Everybody was riding them. JT was making some good ones. Like Ruto was doing yeah, those things, and, too. Yeah, uh, I snapped off one of the fins of my quad, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this thruster out. And it had an adjustable box in the back. And I remember going up to Scott's fall day, and I had three different fins with me. And I started dorking around the fins, coming into the beach, going in. And I just remember <laughs> one wave, I just dropped in, did that two-stage bottom turn, and I like went straight up, hit the lip, and came back down. And it's just like, you know, the aha, like, get it. holy <laughs> crap, the, the skies part, the sun comes out. And I was like, and then repeat, repeat, and I drove back into town. I was like, Bob, this thing works. This is how you do it. And, 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 and so. And Bob believed you? Oh yeah, he was like, I want to see a surf on it, you know. Yeah. Did I? And, and right at that time, uh, Joe Mickey and Dave Middle, we had shot some stuff for Barrels of Fun. They had seen me surfing the, that thruster, and they said, "That's in the shit can. We're gonna, we're gonna do off the wall too. We've got a bunch of current footage of surfing. We got some Sean Thompson footage. So anyway, that's how that thing came out. Wow. So that was pretty rad. And yeah. th that, that's the King of Four Mile era right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. but 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 Bud Miller, he, he's he's the king too. Do you guys talk about that? Do you, well, you know, him and I we were like mortal enemies in the beginning, and we became really tight friends. And and when we uh, when we surfed together, it was pretty hard to get a wave. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> we had a little we had a little gig going on, but that back then that's what you did. You just hustled out, hustled everybody, and you out positioned everybody, and just caught every freaking wave you possibly could so you you, you you're interning at bobs you're, you're shaping yep. arrows you're you're skinning them you're you're then eventually you're doing rocker and you're finishing boards yeah and then you uh, you get to a point where you're like ward coffee's gonna make surfboards yeah so was that a weird conversation well no it was it was it was baby steps bro so it was, <laughs> it was like baby steps so yeah i got to where i was shaping full boards and then i was like okay you could start doing stock boards so i was doing the egg boards you know i could do the egg boards and then i was doing the kooky you know thrusters or whatever like that okay those and at the same time my boards personal boards are getting better and better they're getting more and more refined um, and then I'm kind of starting to do all of the team board rough outs for the guys and Bob's finishing them and signing them. And then I'm starting to get some custom orders. Guys are wanting my boards that I shaped. So what happened- Did you keep that away from Bob? Absolutely not. These are arrow, <laughs> these are arrow boards. Yeah. So the guys come in and like, yeah. I want to get a 6.3. I want you to shape it, do 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 So as time evolved, my custom stack of custom orders started getting bigger. And my availability to do stock boards or Bob's rough out boards became less and less. Right. So a little, little friction in, you know, yeah. ensued from there. <coughs> and, you know, towards the end, I'm 29 years old. I'm not 19. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's Still a lot single at the time? You haven't met Susan yet, right? I met Susan right before I left Eric. Okay. So that was kind of an, an integral part of that. <laughs> but uh, there's always a woman involved, isn't there? Yeah. And they're smart. I'm just telling yeah, you what. Yeah, no, she's, <laughs> she's, really she's, smart, she's right? the yeah. smartest ever. It's in fact, this, this next week's our 30th anniversary. That's great. So Congratulations. Kind of yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, so it was time. Mm -hmm. And it was a rough transition. Uh, there was a pretty gnarly falling out. I'm not going to go into that on no, this radio no. show. Mm -hmm. um, I love Bob to death, but I understand where things are, and it was just time. 
Yeah. Right. And it was a wonderful time. And right about that time, Doug Hout had I saw saw Doug Hout and he said, "Hey, come by my shop sometime. I I think you're ready to go on your own." And so he invited me to to take over a shaping room at the Hout shop and to do that. And so that just kind of made it all happen. How long before you and Bob like you know broke bread? Ten years. Ten years. That was that a struggle for you during that? I mean, I know I've been in situations in my life where I dread that yeah. emotion that comes with that. The friction. Was there? Was it? Did it? Was that bear on you? Yeah, it was heavy. I yeah. bet it was heavy for a lot of reasons that I don't really want to go into. Yeah, no, it was yeah. super, super heavy. Yeah. But um, I was really a tr- uh, stoked to work for Bob really good energy like I said we had a band we were turning out hits left and right and it was a good jam mm-hmm. it was a super good jam and you know when it was time for me to kind of do my solo career and make my own music um, that was cool but you know bands break up and it's not pretty sometimes yeah, yeah for and sure sometimes so it takes 10 years and it takes 10 years but you know Bob and I talk story a lot now and I appreciate you know the way things are um, I don't really appreciate how everything went down but Right. But you can. That's life, bro. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. just life, man. There's no future, in, there's no future in the past. No, 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 no. It's all good, man. But yeah. say you guys are cool. Oh, we're mm-hmm. totally cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're right. totally cool. Yeah. We're competitors still, and Bob's competitive, and I'm competitive. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes down to that, you know, we'll, we're competitors, and we live in a town, and, you know, and, I, and, I, and, you know, we both have egos, and just like everybody else, man. Great segue to the state of custom surfboards. Yeah. Because, you know, it seems like today there's this um, – We've missed we missed the time that if you lived in Santa Cruz, you rode surfboards built in Santa Cruz. You yeah, know? built and by Santa Cruz. They were you if you wanted a spot in the lineup, you rode a board from Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. What is the state of custom surfboards in Ward Coffee's opinion um, in Santa Cruz today? Well, it's still it's still super valid. Um, I think anybody in their in their path of enlightenment of learning to surf, surfing, and throughout their journey of surfing, is at some point they really get interested in their equipment. And sometimes they really get interested in having a board that's dialed in for them. But, but, you, it's, but people you see it like in droves, you know, Costco boards and droves of Buell boards, all these boards. Do you think these people, how many people do you think out of the percentage of people are wanting to take it to the next step? Or even if they... I, I can't give you the numbers, but... But do they, do they even know... Do you see them? Yeah, so, so I, I'm like an anomaly. I think it's cool for people to get wave storms. I think it's cool for people to get pop-outs because if they fall in love with surfing yeah. and they really want to stick with it, yeah. at some point during their path of enlightenment, right. they'll come and see me and get a board, man. Right. All right, and, right, right. and I'll make them a custom board. Right. And that's been my mode forever. You know? And you still, you still make the custom. You, you, everything you do is all by you. It's all hand, you. hand-shaped custom boards. I've got... <coughs> File cabinets I know at I remember my that. shop. I remember seeing the file cabinets. Every board I've ever shaped, it's right. got detailed information, as much detailed information that you can get on a, a CAD-driven, you know, file. And so I know what blank I shaped it out of. I know what templates I shaped it out of. And I know 23 data points of that and who they are and how much they weighed and whether they're a goofy foot or regular foot and how old they are when they get right. it. So, 
That's kind of a number to how many ward coffee surfboards you shaped. Uh, we're over twenty thousand for sure. Twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, hand shaped, not yeah. not scrub outs, bro. Uh-huh. Not scrub yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. Yeah. You want to have that Tony Micah? You guys telling Tony Micah story a little while ago? Oh jeez, okay. yeah. no, we're not gonna tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> That's off the air, folks. <laughs> he's he's Tony Micah. Fifth Amendment there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's played a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> he's up there screaming. Yeah, can't tell that story. Warren, uh, are you still using a skill planer? Absolutely. 100? Yeah. yeah, I love that thing. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, are they, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm so out of the loop. Are they still available, parts and stuff? Yeah, so I've, like, I've got four planers that are in various cannibalized things. You can actually get them easier now because nobody uses them anymore. Right. Um, but they're expensive, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's a company down south that will redo, redo them. But I, I absolutely love my planers. I just absolutely And what's the oldest one you have? How long have you had it? I have the original one that I bought in 1981. You still do? Oh, absolutely. It wow. doesn't run. Yeah. It's been camelized. Yeah. Someday I'm going to make it run. You know, <laughs> I, want, I want to get all my planers running. I want to give Ben one. I want to give Sam one. I'm, I'm teaching them how to yeah. shape. And so at some point I'll get them up and go, here you guys go. That's awesome. Do That's it. like your old hot rod that you're restoring someday. You exactly. Know? It's in the garage yeah. rotting away quicker <laughs> than you're like adding into it. Wow. <laughs> and great segue to the kids. I mean, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, one of his kids I coached. I've coached soccer for years, mm-hmm. right, for, mu- for, for many s- schools in this area. Like I, c- I can remember the top five soccer players uh, that I coached, and your son was one of them. Really? Hell yes. Oh, wow. Sam was like five foot nothing, well, f- less than five foot nothing. Yeah, run like the wind? <laughs> he was so good. <laughs> he was so The kid just gave him the ball. Go give the ball to Sam. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do you want to do, coach? <laughs> give the ball to Sam. Yeah. And he would run rings around everybody. And he was like, he was like nine or ten years old. Yeah. Well, he's trying to keep up with the big dogs. So huh? He was always running with the big dogs. That's he why. was always running with it. He wasn't scared at all. But, man, he <laughs> would play soccer football. Oh, my God. He was so good. Hmm. Yeah. Well, your kids. What, do you, I gotta, if I, what are you doing? Surf, what are you surfing? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Be a pro soccer player? Yeah. Be yeah. a millionaire right now? Um, <laughs> but he was but right, let's he talk was about the boys. Did you have two sons. Yep. Ben and, and Sam. And, and did you force them to surf? Did you, were you that dad? Nay. Opposite. Total opposite. My wife and I were like, it's all about sandcastles and playing on the beach. Hmm. And, you know, then it was boogie boards and then it was soft boards. But, you know, my wife and I surf. Susan and I surf all the time. So yeah. at some point they're like, why are they having all the fun? You know, but right. they were they were around surfboards and on boards since day one. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah they not much of a choice, but they took to it. Yeah. Yeah. They were into it. And it, ironically, um, you know, we had them on boogie boards for a long time. Um, I had them on soft boards for a really long time. And everybody's like, Ward, what are you doing, man? You make surfboards, you should have them on the best equipment right away. And I was like, nah, man, this is all like the 10,000 rule. You know, it's all about them getting tumbled, getting hit by their board, coming up and wanting to go back out. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they have a custom board, they're gonna get whacked. They're like, mm-hmm. dad, I don't think I wanna surf, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I remember Ben, he would be, you know, all his buddies at the time, would be jumping off the point at the lane and they'd be all pinballing against the point and they'd get two second rides on these scraps and he was like I'm not doing that. that I'm gonna jump off the point I'm gonna paddle over towards indicators mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get these long indicator waves mm-hmm. so he would on you know he's a goofy footer and he'd be on the soft board with spongy fins and he'd be going down the line and then it wasn't until one day I saw him like load up try to crank a bomb turn and the board goes straight yeah <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> it's time it's time mm-hmm. so I built him his first custom board and yeah he just took after it and and they had i mean awesome success locally mm-hmm. um sam's still doing his deal but yeah and, and and jump into it you became the coach 
well, yeah, I mean, our family life is crazy in the sense that, <laughs> you know, Susan and I both serve. I was coaching, uh, even before the boys came along, I was coaching Santa Cruz High, uh, involved in the surf league in the late 80s, early 90s, all through there. Um, and then, yeah, just our, our day-to-day family life through osmosis of watching the webcast to talking about surfing to talking about competitive surfing and all that, they just sponged it all up. Right. And, and so, yeah, they did some of the longboard union contest early on, and then they started competing uh, in the NSSA and then the Surf League and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So they were com- yeah. yeah, Sam was a competitor. I just oh yeah. knew Sam more than Ben. Still Matt, is. He's a competitor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Sam still surfs the yeah. in the WSL. Uh, Ben's pretty much done with it, but uh, well, Ben's a career guy now, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that what's going on with no, Ben? No, right I mean he's a lifeguard. He's yeah. a, he's a lieutenant with the city of Santa Cruz, and uh, he really loves lifeguarding. He's going to Cabrillo, picking up some admin courses and doing that. The sky's so. the limit for yeah. your kids. Yeah, it's all good, man. I saw Susan not long ago. She go, hey, what are you doing over here? You know, she, 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 she was at the stop sign right at 30. Like, hey, where's your passport? <laughs> she, she's yeah, treating you in there. Dude, you're you like the toll taker <laughs> down there. Right, what, yeah, are you doing? Like, what are you doing over here? Susan surfs the hook more than anything. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. her spot. She yeah. loves second she loves ball it, at the yeah. hook, second, third ball. She just loves that yeah. wave. So. Yeah. And that's cool. I come, yeah. with, I come with her every once in a while. I try to slip in and slip out. And, but she would bring the boys down here like – like for years on end, bring them down to the hook and ride in the hook and Capitola and you know we'd all yuck it up over here and then yeah. But the boys benefited from two or three banner years of cows too, which is like people like, are like does that act wait does that yeah. wait yeah I mean they had endless mm-hmm. amount of years. Can, time can with we that. talk about the Sacred Croft contest or I won't say contest the Sacred Croft event? Yeah, that took place in Santa Cruz. So I remember yeah. I was there. Came down to 2011. 2000. That was a Casa Permanente, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't no, it was the Rittenhouse. No, it was the Rittenhouse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rittenhouse. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that had a, a prominent effect in your shaping, or did it? Well, that was huge. Yeah, that was huge. So, um, yeah, the first, the the Sacred Craft Show in the in, in the original incarnation of it, I, I had went down to San Diego um, because I heard Terry Martin was shaping. So I was like, I want to go down to the show, and I want to watch Terry Martin shape. During the ASR show? Um, no, this oh. is the first Sacred oh, Craft before show. before that. Yes. They moved it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when they right. l- end up losing the name mm-hmm. because they, uh, the, they wouldn't let them use their name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went that's down. from uh, Infinity Surfboards. Is that where Terry Martin surfed? Hobie. Oh, Hobie. Hobie, right. man. Yeah, okay. So the guy's shaped more boards than anybody on the planet, and he's well-known and was at the time he's not with us anymore unfortunately but i went down and i'd unabashedly posted up right next to the window and watched him shape a board i just elbowed my way in there <laughs> i was like i want to watch this cat shape and uh so afterwards i you know this is a few years before 2011 and i i had introduced myself with coffee i'm up from santa cruz i just came down to watch you shape i really really liked the way you shape it's like santa cruz huh oh cool you came down and it's like oh yeah and i was like yeah I spoke to you she goes well what did you learn and I said, well, I, I noticed you do some things exactly the way I do and some things you don't. You know, it was really cool. And so I was super humble. And uh, so that after that show, next year comes around, I met Scott Bass, and he said, hey, man, we're doing one for a caster. Do you want to come down and shape this for a caster? And I was like, say what? <laughs> You're inviting me to come down and shape? Wow. So I came down and shaped in the, the caster shape off. And 
no sooner had I done that, sh that uh, shape my board, and uh, Terry Martin walks up to me. He says, hey, I want you to shape. Wow. You've got your chops down. Yeah, wow. Pretty cool. And at that point, it was like, okay, is that like the secret handshake? Am I like, <laughs> am I kind of in the club or whatever? You know? That took you up a few, I must have taken you up a few rounds. Oh, no, I just felt so like, okay, this is, I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing. This is all cool. So anyway, you fast forward, and uh, they bring the show up to Santa Cruz to honor Doug Howe. And uh, Doug calls me up and says, hey, Wardo, would you, would you like to shape in this thing? And I was like, really? I just, there's got to be other guys. You wanna, no, I'd like you to come and do it. And uh, so Bob Pearson, Steve Coletta, Wayne mm -hmm. Rich, Mark Angel. Are in this in this thing? I, I don't know if you guys know who Mark Angel. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. My first surfer was a okay. Mark Angel. Mark, a Mark oh. Angel. So, yeah. so these are like these are like the swinging <laughs> single guy from Kauai. So these are like pillars in my shaping thing. So Pearson taught me how to shape, gave me his endless amount of boards to shape, and I learned all my chops from. Steve Coletta really taught me how to use a planer because he was renting a room out of the Aero Shop, and uh, he just showed me how to do technical execution mm -hmm. of planer work. Uh, Mark Angel was the first dude when I came down here that had that really cult of personality, mystic guru, like, oh, there's God. <laughs> that guy touched my board, shaped my board. I never experienced that, you know. And then uh, Wayne Rich, who was the defending champion, that dude had like this posse of uh, pit crew with him, you know, and he <laughs> just like was just like, so anyway. That was a pretty gnarly show. I ended up winning the show. Yeah. yeah. I ended up winning yeah. the shape off. Um, and that was super cool. And it was just like this heady experience. And um, what was it like the first time you walked back into your into your own shaping room after the, after you won that contest that I don't want to say contest, but that event? Well contest. well the it was a it was an yeah. event. I won yeah. a thousand yeah. bucks, bro. Right, it was an uh, event. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it like? That was a good payday. Did you, did you, does it did it put you on a different? Did you put in your own mind? Did it put you on a different level? Well, I just I just felt like I can do it with guys. I can do it just just like with anybody else. I can go in there and do it, and I could do it under pressure, which is you know, shaping it in these shows is gnarly because mm. you've got an hour and a half to copy a shape, and you're in a fishbowl. People are watching you, every, your every move, and you got to like go the distance and deliver the goods. Mm. Um, so oh, oh, can I interrupt one second? Yeah, sure, go ahead. You want to know something? I think upstairs in our warehouse, I have a couple of T-shirts from that event. Oh, rad. Yeah. Super so cool. before the night's over, I'm going to give you a yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I've event. got some stuff. So, yeah. But that show was unreal because after I won that, guess who calls me the very next day? Who? Rusty Priestendorfer. Right. He said, hey, man, I watched you shape. That was really enjoyable. Nice economy. To the next year... It was a tribute to Rusty Priestendorfer. He invited me to come down and shape for that. The year after that, Jerry Lopez invited me to come down. Wow. wow. You know, and so I got to go to the show. And then twice now, I've been down at the show. One, I was at the Al Merrick show. And I was just there to watch and check out. And um, Chris Christensen was like food poisoning or something like that. He's like, dude, I can't do it. And Scott Bass goes, Stunt double. You're in. You want to do it? You want to do it? And I was like, I don't have my tools. And Chris is like, well, you can go out to my car and get them and bring them in and set them up. I just can't do anything, right? And um, Roger Hine had just finished shaping. And he says, just jump in and use my stuff, man. And everybody's like, 
<laughs> Roger Hines doesn't let anybody even look at his tools. Wow. Like, don't even. So I went in there and shaped a board. I, <laughs> I don't even know how it came out, but it was funny because I had flown down for the show. I was in my regular clothes, shaped a board, got an Uber to take me back to the airport. And when I got out of the car, I, there was this perfectly, perfectly <laughs> white <laughs> foam dust print. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, bro, I'm so sorry, man. And the guy looks at me and just is like, fuck, you know. <laughs> and I flew home and didn't, didn't know is how there, that. Is there a bigger moment in your shaping life than what you did at Sacred Craft? Is that no, to you? Like all, all those times are, are like just the full on, um, it's like the Harry Potter midnight bus. Mm-hmm. You know, just everything's just, mm-hmm. and you're just going, and you just, but I just always tuned everything out, you know. But the sum of it all, the sum, when you add up the, your sacred yeah, graphics, it's, 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 a, it's a neat, it's a neat chapter. Yeah. It's, it's a really neat, neat, it's a super neat chapter. Mm-hmm. So. I bring something up, we, yeah. we talked about with JT last, JT last week, mm-hmm. was like, what's the price of one of your boards, approximate average price of one of your boards? They ain't cheap anymore, man. They're not good. Yeah, short boards are 845 right now. And the only yeah. Sti- yeah. It's crazy. Right. But eight forty, but eight, but eight forty five is still cheap for a short board. That's that's your start price. Yeah, long long boards are twelve. Yeah, do you think you do you think with your experience what you bring to the table, you think board should be over a thousand bucks, or are you, or do you think they not sell? Yeah, because GT was saying about the cost of everything nowadays. By the time he sells a board, he doesn't make a dollar. He's not making yeah. any money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's at, at eight forty five right now. That's that's a good start point Kay. of being competitive. And making what I deserve to make. Yeah. Um, right. You know, because I spend I spend an hour with the customer talking about their board. You know, it takes me a couple hours to shape it. I got to do everything and hand yeah. it off and stuff like that. But yeah, if you were making twice the amount, you'd be going to the moon. You'd be stoked. But yeah. right. You know. And you're a rare shaper because you paint your boards. I do my airbrushes. Yeah. 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 How many shapers airbrush your boards? Um, there's a few guys that still do it. You know, Except for that's, sure. that's pretty rare. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, that's the one thing I really like because it is. There's a technical execution that you have to get right, like doing pin lines. It's freaking hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Pulling rails is hard. I suck at it, but I, you know, but I just well, love. You airbrush your pin lines, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So um, I actually learned to airbrush boards the same time Matt Makuta was learning how to airbrush boards one of the yeah. all-time best yeah be, the, by far the best yeah. guy in this town but yeah. but uh slack uh slack was, slack was randy was french's guy yeah yeah and he was and he was teaching matt to do it and i was always looking out the shape room and watching and then i just started doing my own gig should we give him the, the, uh, the usual que- the, the gray hair question <laughs> well it's our seasoned guest question right. <laughs> we're bring we gonna bring in our sponsor yeah. here in a second uh we're, we're gonna do the both questions well, I'll, I'll do the I first one. I got actually three. The season. We're expanding. Well, yeah, I'm okay, expanding. So, so we usually we had one question for season which veterans, which is um, your favorite decade and why. Favorite decade and why. You know, the nostalgic part of me really likes the '70s. Um, and it's just because everything was new and different and there was nobody around at the time and surfing was not a popular thing like okay it was like you know when we went to the beach it was basically running away from everything and not wanting to be seen or anything like that and every every go out was a new go out you know and we were riding you know single fins and short single fins so that the nostalgic part of me really likes that the 80s as far as coming into my own and being you know a man and rock and rolling with a band 
and working at Arrow. That was pretty rad. Um, <coughs> the decade with my kids getting starting to get good and, and really starting to do stuff is good. So he's picking three. Yeah. 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 So right. anyway, do the next one. I'm gonna. Do you, uh, your favorite day surfing? Do you do you have the one favorite day that you'll never forget surfing? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's my philosophy. It's like <laughs> right. tomorrow's another day. But tomorrow's another day. I, I have. Uh, there is no one day. Yeah. I, there's so many. There's so many days of g- of a good wave or yeah. good waves at different surf spots. Like I, I feel like I have this relationship with like 20 different surf spots yeah. that I've fallen in love with yeah. in and out of that you know like that you know like the back of your hand well it's just I've had really good sessions there and I zo- you know during different times of year you zoom into different surf spots because yeah. you know they're going to light up and yeah. then you have these epic sessions or this epic wave so you know four mile obviously is a good standby swift street would be a good one I've got some great days at Carmel Scott's horseshoes yeah you know right. all of those right, th- right. there's waves that I could just kind of pull out it's like you know the Harry Potter pull out the memory and pull right, it out right you know, just like oh and, and my final question the new question TC my final question okay, yeah. uh, the, the, the the person with in the in the uh, surfing world there's no no longer withers that you would either like to surf with or have a conversation with would be whom? Ooh. Somebody who's no longer with us. Conversation or a surf session with? That's a new question we started last week. Was it? Yeah, with JT. Oh, okay. Yeah. You should have sent that to me because I could have thought about it. I, I just <laughs> like I'm just like deer in the headlights blank on that. I have no idea. But we don't I mean, do notes. I mean, I have no well, then there's a, I mean, there. Okay, there's a I'll lot get of people I mean, missing. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out the most random person Perfect. that you guys have never heard. So yeah. Joel Megan, who is a potter, who no, potter on Mission Street. Mission Street. Yeah. So I wish he was still here. Yeah. Because he was, was cool. he was a mentor, and uh, he really showed me like spiritual end of c- creating useful things through via pottery to what I do, and we we had a 25 30 year relationship right. of. Of that, and he's not with us, so. And Joel was cool. I mean, his store, that that building. He him was amazing. Him and I walked the same path, in a different form. You know, hmm. he pursued pottery. I pursued shaping surfboards. Yeah. And. Um, he was successful. But he, but yeah. both you, but you both use your hands. Yeah. And your mind. And we talk to customers, and we make we make useful things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I cool. like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's not. I, I knew Joel. Joel is cool. Yeah. yeah, always wore overalls, as I remember. He would, he would on occasion. Yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Thanks for com- coming on the show. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure we missed out a bunch of stuff. Oh well yeah. Story, you know, first of all, some stories cannot be told. True. That right. We had a few stories before <laughs> the show. We're not going to discuss. <laughs> but um, you know, when when Neil and I first started this, we just really wanted to like really capture um, the, the, the magical words. Yeah. Of Santa Cruz yeah. in the history, and it's so fun to hear stories and yeah. and, and touch base. And we'll have you back on. Yeah, there's, a lot of stu- there's more. Yeah, you never know where things are gonna go. I kind of went off on a tangent, but uh, yeah, you never know. Anybody watching and um, to reach you to you, yep. uh, is there a number that, that they can call? Uh, Ward at Ward Coffee Shapes, eight three one four five nine zero eight six eight, or on Instagram, Ward at Ward Coffee Shapes. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How many years now have you been shaping surfboards? 1979, I shaped my first board. 20,000 plus. Yeah. 30,000, right? Yeah, so that's a couple. 20,000? 20, 20, over over 20,000. Yeah. I, I haven't done a 
account recently. So I congratulations. It's, yeah. been, it's been a fun ride. No, I mean, the king yeah. of Four Mile is still <laughs> the king, you know? I've called you that since I literally, I literally labeled you that. Did he burn you out there? Like have you ever been burned? Oh, have no. Have you I ever just sat on the shoulder. Have you, you ever been burned? No. Have you ever been burned? No. No? I would never take off around Ward. Nobody <laughs> did. This is how it was. Um, that's, I mean, it's fun because, you know, I, yeah. the best part about the show is, I can tell you that, yeah. and because it's true, and people who watch <laughs> may not know that, but your ability on a surfboard was fantastic, and I'm gonna give that to you. And you watching who don't know, now you know. And I'll, I'm gonna say go that go right watch now. go watch off the wall, or you'll laugh. You'll yeah. get you'll get a bunch of funny. The claymation's hilarious. Well, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that claymation. Those barrels were sick. So thanks for coming on, Ward. Awesome, you guys. We're gonna have you back. Yeah, um, and we'll, yeah, we'll 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 get you back next year. We'll catch up again. Cool. So, so yeah. you and I respect people who work real hard. Yes. Like he worked his, worked his butt off mm-hmm. since day one. You worked your ass off. I try and work my ass off too. You do? And it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I try to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, big No problem, bro. I really appreciate I got you. that, bro. <laughs> yeah. I know you do. Uh, this gal right here, she's working her ass off right here. It's okay. Yeah. Right? She's got these. Um, these are these gonna go to him? Some of them gonna go to him. Okay. Some of them gonna go to him. You can pick your flavor. Right. Pick you your flavor. Yeah. This, this is back surf nutrition bar. We're gonna get this up right on the camera. Get it on camera. She works. She has been working her. She's got three kids, but she's sitting here patiently because she wants to promote her business, and we appreciate that, and we respect you for what you're doing. That's right. That's Eat like you. That's right. <laughs> and you can get them where again? You can get them at local stores around here, Sapphire, okay. New Leaf, or you can get them at Vexabar.com okay. or Amazon. Okay. And you can come and back here. That is that, that what you have in there is like a variety of flavors? Yeah. So here we got beet, coconut, no nut, kiwi, and j, blueberry, choco, and orange turmeric. So there is no brownies, no chocolate chip cookies, just healthy, nutritious, good stuff for you. And See? it tastes delicious. CTC, what are you going to be eating, my friend? <laughs> Thank all you so much, sweetheart. All Thank healthy, you. all good. And you work all hard. Healthy, we good. respect people who work hard. You're working, you're working your tail off. I try to. I, I know, and you do. And so locally here in Santa Cruz, they're available where? Step of Life, New Leaf. You can also get them at AJ's, Deluxe, um, at the Point. Yeah, a couple smaller stores as well. This bag goes to him. So work this coffee. You're getting that bag of goodies. Yeah, right? you <laughs> look like you're yeah. <laughs>